Welcome back to West Coast Mix and Bounce. I'm your host, Leslie Torres, joined by... Ambrana Marks. West Coast Mix and Bounce is brought to you by Sports Al Dente and part of the Pulse Podcast Network. If you love this podcast and love West Coast sports, then you need to go check out sportsaldente.com right now. We are West Coast player-centric media platform, and our passion is to feature the great West Coast players of the NFL, college football, the NBA, and professional wrestling. We are also fully dedicated to giving expert weekly and daily advice in the world of fantasy football. We offer three different affordable packages monthly yearly and lifetime so when you go to subscribe make sure to use the promo code wcmb and get 10 percent off any package and also make sure to connect with us once you subscribe now in today's episode we are going to go into the playoff push that the lakers have going on or maybe they're non-existent push at this point we're also Mm going to talk about the clippers how they're doing sitting at the seventh seed and then maybe a little bit Kings, a little bit Suns, and definitely going to talk about the Warriors and what they're going to be going into playoffs and their comparisons in the NBA. But first, a message from Tix Blitz. Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TixFlix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TixFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TixFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want and BAM! It's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts and more with TixFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TixFlix. That's TixFlix.com. T-I-X-D-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. All right, guys. So we're going to jump right into the biggest topic right now on the West Coast, which is the Lakers. And their their drowning season, how their boat just went to the bottom of the sea. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They are currently ranked 22nd in offensive efficiency, which is pretty terrible. They're on the brink of losing their head coach. Um, LeBron James is being snatched of his crown, apparently. (laughs) And um, the injuries continue. So if you... If you haven't kept up with them, their last two games were complete downers, the Clippers and the Suns. The Suns are probably the the worst team in the league right now. At least they have the worst record. They actually have pretty good players, but for some reason they just can't win. But they've been stunning a few teams, um, including the Lakers. So, Leslie, how, how was your experience during that game? Like, What did you feel like watching that happen? So, yeah, it was terrible. I was at last night's game against the Clippers it was not a good win at all of course they always start off with the great energy great you know great spacing and they look for one another but then something happens where they're they start to go down and Mm -hmm. they just like completely lose focus or they just let themselves like fall into the pit you know and it's against teams like you said like the Clippers like the Suns 
who should be in quote unquote easy to beat, you know? Right. And so I just feel like they get themselves into this hole. And last night against the Clippers, they were kind of digging and digging, you know, they were not going down without a fight. And then Kyle Kuzma gets injured, has to get off the floor. And it's like everybody just said, okay. And they gave up, <laughs> you know? Yeah, basically. More, and to what you said, they're 22nd in offensive rank. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're, their shots are not going, they're not going in. Plain and simple. You would think that since All-Star break that, you know, they can get some momentum. They can get this chemistry going. And, but they continue to lose to teams like the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans without um, Anthony Davis. So everything that could go wrong for the Lakers is essentially going wrong for them right yeah, now. Yeah, has gone wrong. And yeah. I, I, just looking at their box score, I mean, most of their players are in the negatives. Like, usually... More players are in the negatives than in the positives. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at this game against the Clippers, and their whole bench was in the negative. That's their whole bench. Yes. And they they had four players that were in double digits, and James and Rondo really led that. Um, Hart came in with 17 points. Kuzma came in with 13. And obviously, sadly, he, he's gone down, and now they're, they're ruling him day to day. But at this point, I mean... There's really nothing more you, you can give. <laughs> it's, it's close to impossible. I think they're giving him like a 0.1% chance of making the yeah. playoffs. And I'm, I'm surprised by that 0.1% because everything's going wrong. They're like injury prone. They have no Lance Stevenson last night. They had no Tyson Chandler last night. Kyle no Ingram either, right? Yeah, no Ingram. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you're, wait, you're waiting for these guys to step up. And some of them are not coming through. And like you mentioned, the bench, there were none non-existent, you know? Yeah. I was like, you, we cannot, you cannot play LeBron James and the whole starters for the whole game. Exactly. What are you paying the team for if it's not to help the starters or to help your team? And it's like, it's not happening for the Lakers. I think the Lakers are waiting for somebody to step up, for their players to step up. But at this point, it's a little bit too late. Yeah, it's it's definitely too little, too late for them um, with <laughs> yeah. with this season. I mean, and it just kind of went down after. I think, like looking at the season overall, the beginning was a little bit rough. But what what shocks me is when I was doing some research today, they were actually ranked fourth in the West before yes. LeBron got hurt. Yes. Fourth, I I didn't even remember that they were actually that high up and. Oh. <laughs> then they drop all the way after this, all of this, all of these injuries and et cetera, they're ninth. Yes. And, and it's just like how crazy for them to drop that far. And also you were talking about how they're 0.1% uh, to make the playoffs in the beginning before LeBron got injured, it was 80% for them to make the playoffs. Wow. Then I believe coming back, he was, it was 40%. Then when Lonzo went out, it was 12%. And now it's, Point one percent. I mean, they should just give them zero. Like this is what's the, the point of giving them a number at all? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think the Suns probably have more of a chance now. I'm <laughs> just kidding. They're up. <laughs> but you know, it's basically like that. It. I totally agree with you. It's crazy to forget that they were so good just because of what has happened in the last couple of months. It went from like, wow, you know. Magic Johnson and LeBron James, they're working it, they're doing it to 
everybody needs to get fired. LeBron needs to yeah. go. It's just mayhem right now. And it's crazy it's because, mayhem. and then, oh, of course, you have Luke Walton rumors that's kind of like taking up this whole space now. And at this point, I'm just thinking that Luke Walton is being put in a really tough situation. Yeah. He, he started his team. He started with the team of rookies that makes it kind of like, you know, easier to control. You tell them what to do. They respect you and stuff like that. But then you add veterans like Rondo, like LeBron James, like Chandler and McGee, who have their own leadership styles and their own unique way of looking at the game and have their own experience. And then all of a sudden it's like you add all that up and then you add injuries and then you add losing and then you add LeBron James. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, trade rumors, and yeah. it's just like, how do you win like that? It seems almost impossible to be winning in that kind of situation. It's just so much turmoil. I think, honestly, you know, obviously they didn't want to just fire Luke Walton as soon as he came onto <laughs> the team because he has helped them, but I don't think he was ready for a team like like it is now. I just yeah, don't no. looking looking at it all together. He's just young and you know, he, he doesn't have that sort of experience. Yeah, he played, yeah, he he won championships, but coaching is completely different. Oh yeah. Um and I I don't expect him to keep his job. And if the Lakers do want to grow, they can't keep him. It's just not gonna happen. It's really sad you know, looking at it, but hopefully he finds some someplace better to be where he can flourish. But the Lakers is just not where it's at. They they need somebody with more tenure, with more understanding of older and younger players, and also the pressure of it, it's time to win a championship. You know, like they're not trying to play these little games back and forth. Like it, they need to go to the championship and and win it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and honestly, what I was thinking, if they're smart. And if they can do it, they should get Ty Lue. He's still available. You know, nobody's really picked him up. Um, there, There's rumors that they're also looking into Doc Rivers and Coach K. I don't believe Doc is going to leave the, the Clippers, especially where they are right now. Yeah, they, I, don't think I so. mean, the Lakers would have to order, offer a pretty penny for him to leave <laughs> where he's at right now. And Coach yeah. K, uh, I mean, he's always been in talks of coming to the NBA, but I just don't think... Um, that's that's a thing. I think their smartest decision, like I said, would be Ty Lue. He has experience with LeBron. He has experience with the championship team that has pressure, that has drama. And he did a great job. I mean, he was pushed around a few times, but, you know, he buckled down and figured out, you know, how to work with these guys. And you saw that. You saw that on the court in Cleveland. And I think it's still terrible that they fired him. Um, but, you know, it, <laughs> you can't, it is. Yeah. It is what it is. And no. what do you think about, you know, they're, they're trying to, obviously everybody's pointing the finger at everybody. It's like that little Spider-Man meme, you yeah. know, where it's like, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> like y'all are all at fault, really. But yeah. now people are trying to down LeBron and literally his whole career, which I find just absurd. Like, how, how do you feel about that? <sighs> Honestly, I'm... So I was yesterday, I was at the game. I was at the post-game locker room, right? And he was having a conversation with an ESPN writer. Um, and he was like, I, you know, he, it was kind of like he didn't not, I don't want to say he didn't care. It's just like, I can't believe like this is the spin now. And he was trying to say like, 
I'm not going to be a Hall of Famer because of this one season. Like, come on, like, kind of like, give me a break, you know? Like, that's what he was basically saying. Like, I don't really, like, whoever's trying to down my, my, my career, my achievements over this one season, it's, like, kind of preposterous for him. He's not losing sleep over it. For me, mm-hmm. personally, I... I kind of agree with him. It's just one season. If this continues for the his whole four year contract, then it's then it's a problem. You know, I don't I don't think it's gonna go that far. You know, if it becomes a problem, but I feel like I know what he's getting him. He knows what he's getting himself into coming to the Lakers, coming to a city like L.A. and the media scrutiny that has been following him since days in Cleveland, you know, from Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland, now to LA. He's gotten used to it. He's not, I don't think he's losing sleep over it. I I still think he's pretty great to see him play in person and live. It's amazing how athletic he is, how much his body goes through strain of every game and you kind of forget when you're watching on TV that these are like real people and they're actually like out there like jumping that high and using like that much muscle to go in the paint and you just I'm in awe every time I I react like these are real human beings so to make to have the accomplishments that he has made downplaying them I don't think so I don't like it I think it's so I I mean I was watching first take and for the for the most part I respect first take and their their little bit of you know out of the box kind of strategy Mm -hmm. they argue about a lot of things but when they got on this topic about you know, is he still a king and who is he passing the baton to and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is literally only the second time in his entire career that he's missing a playoff game and y'all are throwing him in the gutter. Like, I'm confused. But then there's also other, you know, little features going on of of, of the GOAT debate. Who's the greatest of, of all time, LeBron or Michael Jordan? I'm so sick of that debate, to be honest. That's a whole nother conversation. But... Um, the fact that they're so quick to throw him down when, when this man is not only about to, um, you know, pass Michael Jordan on the the all time points uh, career scoring list, I believe. But he's also in light of taking the number one spot. I mean, they're projecting him depending on how 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 much longer he plays to be the all time scorer, like the next person up. But yet yeah. he's not the yet he's not the king anymore. He's always gonna be the king. He's LeBron James. Like yes. I just I just don't understand why this conversation is is even happening. And the fact that you know, the Lakers are Magic Johnson first off is not gonna take this lightly. This whole losing and not going to the playoffs. So I know that man is gonna get in the office and do what he needs to do to learn from the mistakes and rebuild this team to where they need to be and win. And honestly, I don't think it's going to take, like, it's not going to take a lot. Yes, they they fell back with, you know, the whole AD thing and the Paul George. They should probably consider a secondhand star. But I I just don't believe it's impossible. It's not not impossible for them to win a championship. It's not. No, definitely it's not. I feel that my opinion, I don't know this for a fact, just my opinion, I feel that they wanted a team that could compete defensively against the Warriors. So they stacked up this team to be more gritty, more defensive. So you get players like Lance Stevenson and um, like McGee and Chandler who are like, you know, 
even though McGee goes up and like tries to block it every time and it's a goal ten, like he's still trying, you know? <laughs> like exactly, kind of, yeah. Like, you get mad at that goal ten, but if it if it would have been a little bit sooner, it was a block. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he kind of they kind of stacked this team around him, but what they didn't give LeBron James was shooters. So now essentially yep. he has to be the one creating the offense. Mm-hmm. So you can't really compete against the Warriors with that kind of team. And you know what? I'm pretty sure by now they learned their lesson. They're like, you know what? So we not too defensive, but we also need some shooters, you know? And so when mm-hmm. you bring in players like Reggie Bullock, which that trade I think was great because he brought in more offensive spacing on the floor, you kind of see, well, if they would have done this since the beginning, it wouldn't have to be a trade, you know? It wouldn't have to lose players like Zubak, who was, like, great on the paint. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was maybe like an experiment and you're right. They're not going to sit down and be like, oh, well, let's just waste four years of this man's contract and then let him go. No, they want a championship. They want to compete. And if that's going to happen, I feel like they're going to learn from this lesson and say, OK, well, if you want him to rest more, you want him to shoot more and have an open floor, we need to surround him with a couple shooters. Defense is mm-hmm. great. But if you want to compete with teams like the Warriors, you need kind of both. And you need a lot of both. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. You need a good balance. And they just they did not find that balance this year. But like I said, I, I do not believe that it's impossible. And if uh, like this time next year, all those people who are who are saying, oh, LeBron's, you know, he's done. He has to hand it over to somebody else. They're going to be like, oops, sorry, because they're probably going to come back and win a championship. Yeah. <laughs> if you know anything about LeBron, LeBron will tell you when he's done. <laughs> you know, exactly. ain't nobody going to tell him when he's done. Uh-uh. <laughs> he's gonna tell you when he's done and that's the thing like there's so much that has gone wrong with this team Mm -hmm. that making it lebron james's fault is almost like the easy way out you know there's so much injury though you know there luke walton has some of the blame he's inexperienced his rotations kind of suck sometimes you know the the young core was not playing how they're playing right now at the beginning of the season, you know, and then you have like the injuries and stuff. So it's like it's a really melting pot of problems that the Lakers have had to um, kind of s- surround themselves with. I think Rajon Rondo said last night, he's like, I wish I could have just saged the whole locker room like earlier on. It's like, I think that's mm-hmm. what they need, basically, because there's something in the air that's like not helping them. And it's yeah. not like, you know, it's not anything you can fix quickly. How can you fix an injury? Yeah. And, you know? and, uh, and almost everybody who's been in their starting lineup has been injured. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. LeBron, Kuzma, Lonzo, Chandler, Ingram, Hart. Like, and then you have, you add in the short, the little trades in between. It's like this team has not been consistent at all. Like yeah. with the internally and externally they they yes. have to juggle something different every week so i mean no, yeah, the blame cp has been the only one that's not knock on wood been injured yeah so Great. i mean the lakers have had it they've had it tough I, I, they're yeah. lucky to be sitting where they are right now <laughs> yes yes but a team that has not had it that tough is the LA Clippers. Yes, <laughs> the all LA the team. Clippers. And they are they are basking in the sun rays right now. They yes. are feeling good. <laughs> I think Patrick Beverly is feeling extra good today. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> he oh, yeah. loves beating the Lakers. He loves his D 
defensive strategy against LeBron James last night. It was, you know what? The Clippers, I see them making the playoffs for sure. I don't think they are going to come and kind of like take a spot or the Spurs. So I see them making them off. They do have one of the easier schedules. I think we said this in in our last podcast. So, Mm -hmm. and then they also traded for players and you would think that they would just dismantle and come apart, but they've actually kind of gone and better. Yes. Their chemistry, (laughs) it's vibing. It's like, it's the weirdest thing. (laughs) Yes. Who who know that who knew that like you know trading their their best player would make them better? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, they actually that's have how much respect. I think Lou Williams and um, Gallinari and all these like the kind of core that's been playing well and Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly, how they just continue to stay solid and stay focused and concentrated enough uh-huh. to continue to win with whoever is around them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've actually been seven and three since the trade, mm-hmm. uh, which is yeah, which is really great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And um, Shamit, the the one of the guys that they traded for, has been leading um in a few in those games uh, in a few of those games in points. So against the Knicks, he had twenty one points. Against the Kings, he had twenty points. So it's really amazing to see somebody you know traded basically almost seventy percent through the season. And it's like, no, I'm just going to continue playing to my best ability and mesh so well within just a few games um, to kind of fill in what was taken away, which was Harris. So I, I think they they definitely made a good move. I, I'm not sure if anybody really thought it would be as good as it is, but definitely a good move and definitely a playoff bound. Now, how far they're going to make it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh. I don't think that far either. If they stay seventh seed, who do they play? Um, the yeah. Nuggets. So, or you know, if they go down to the eighth seed, they play the Warriors. So it's regardless, they're gonna make the playoffs. Will they go all the way to win it? Doubt, very, very doubtful. You know, right, but yeah. I agree with you. The moves that were made by the front office seem to work. They obviously know something that the Lakers don't know. <laughs> the Lakers are too about it. I honestly, I love Jerry West, so I'm just going to give him all the credit and say it's yeah. your mind behind everything. Um, yeah, but I, we said this again. Clippers have done an amazing job. They're really something interesting to look at. They not only helped, have helped their team get better, but they also put themselves in a good standing for free agency in the summer. So mm-hmm. with this kind of group, it's kind of easier to lure the free agents, you know? It's All like, right. look, we don't have any stars, but we're playing really great. We have grit. You know, come join us. Then we have the money, you know? And exactly. we're in L.A. We're in the West Side Coast, you know? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be really, really tough if you're a free agent and you have to decide between a team like the Clippers and the Lakers because Mm -hmm. of the scrutiny of the media and stuff like that. Even Patrick Beverly last night was like screaming in the lockers, like, why are you guys over here telling the media people in the, in the, in the locker room for the, we're all waiting to get into the Lakers locker room. Like, why are you guys over here? The team that won's over there. Like, what are you guys doing? So (laughs) I player and you see that Patrick Beverly wants the attention. There's some players like, Kevin Durant, who don't want it. <laughs> so yeah. leading towards a team that's like, you know what? If they don't get attention and I can play 
my game might as well make it the Clippers. So you never know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the West Coast is really set up for um, definitely some some moving around during the free agency between the Clippers, the Lakers, and even the Kings now, because the Kings are above the Lakers in standings oh, yeah. right now, which is like, oh my God, you, you got to be kidding me. But um, the Kings definitely have put in some work too this season. Now, I don't think they're going to jump up to the ace seed and make it in. And even if they did, they would probably get massacred by the Warriors. <laughs> but you know, I got to put in kudos to them. They have definitely become a much, much, much better team. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, I, I totally agree. They have gone so much better. Um, their trade also kind of worked out great, too. Harrison Barnes kind of, like, finding his own rhythm. So it's, like, it's crazy because all these trades happen. You expect teams to, like, crumble and, and fall apart and just, like, you know, mm-hmm. We're going to tank or we're going to wait to rebuild for next season or whatever. But the Kings somehow still have them in them. They're still trying. They're still fighting. And they're not that far away. They're, what, Mm -mm. two games behind the eighth seed? Yeah. Well, 36 and two, that's four. So maybe like three or four games away. But, you know, they're close. They have an easy right. schedule as well. Not so easy as the Clippers, but I just they have one of the games, so you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I just don't think the Kings are consistent enough to really jump up sure. um, to as far as, like, you know, because they would really have to, like, win a few games straight to to yes. jump. The, right now, the Spurs oh, yeah. are in eight. They would have eight. to win games that were not winnable to make it. Exactly, exactly. I think right now, honestly, looking at the Western Conference and where they're standing, I don't really believe that there's going to be much, like, movement anymore at this point. So if the Kings and the Lakers are sitting out looking in, then that's probably where they're going to be. <laughs> um, I think the Clippers, honestly, the way that they're sitting now is obviously they're just they're going to keep going that way because they just seem to be getting better and better as uh, the games go on. But obviously, I mean, who's going to take the number one spot? Nobody mm-hmm. but the Warriors. <laughs> um, it would it would be surprising to see if maybe the Nuggets jump them in some kind of weird route, but I think the Warriors are gonna end up uh, taking it to the number one seed. So I think so. I think the Nuggets right now are on a uh, three game losing streak. So yeah, uh, the Spurs actually just beat them the other day. So uh huh. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how much how much momentum they have going on there. So this is the time for the Warriors to kind of just like create a little bit more space just to secure the spot but you know yeah warriors there's not much i can say we kind of already discussed it they're going to the playoffs yeah do you think they're going to win the championship this year i don't know how about what do you think do you think there's a team in the east that can contend with the warriors I mean, I'm just a little biased. I wish somebody would beat them. <laughs> I really do. Um, I'm just kind of like a share, share in the wealth. You don't have to win five times in a row for us to know that you're great. <laughs> you know, like the rest of us have some. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give somebody else a chance. But like I said, I think I mentioned this before. The only team that would probably give them um, a little bit of a shakeup if. Like, honestly, I think it would take a lot for somebody else to win 
But if it had to be anybody, I would just think it's the Bucks. I, I think they, they've been the most consistent. Because I really do think the Warriors are going to make it to the finals. If they don't, that would be pretty shocking, I think. Um, because they haven't really had much shakeups this year. I mean, in the beginning, I remember we were talking about how like dramatic like all the drama that was surrounding them and KD oh, yeah. and et cetera. But after that kind of sizzled off, they've been pretty quiet. Like as far as drama and just consistency, they've just been consistent. Nobody's really talking about them because there's nothing really to say. Yes, yeah. No, <laughs> injuries. I think um, they've been good. They had a little scare with Clay Thompson recently. I think he had an MRI on his knee, but it came back clean. So it's like, it's not even, even don't even have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> They're they really have no worries. And the only other team that's been like that all year is the Bucks. I think the Bucks have held really the number one spot in the Eastern Conference for most of the season. So it's just kind of like those guys, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and they they have the Bucks have a 75% winning average and the Warriors have 69, 69, 8. So um oh uh, basically 70%. Um now uh, granted the Eastern Conference is completely different as far as um competition wise but uh that that's probably the only other team that would really give them a shake if they were if they were both to meet in the finals oh yeah the the eastern conference is honestly always a toss-up you really never know what's gonna happen (laughs) Um, but as far as uh, the western conferences probably stands that the warriors are gonna make it and people are already starting to compare them to um, franchises like the Bulls and the Spurs, where they have big names on the scene like Jordan Pippen and Rodman, and Spurs had Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker all on the same team. I mean, those are dominant teams, dominant players, and they won championships because they had amazing players to set up all together. And I was looking at um, something today where it was saying that they have the the Warriors have the best starting five like in the whole NBA right now. Wow. Uh, I mean. Putting together all these guys, Curry, Tom, Thompson, Durant, Green, and Cousins, um, if you add up all their acc- accolades, it's 19 all-star, all-NBA selections, 28 all-star appearances, five scoring titles, five Olympic gold medals, three MVP awards, and um, a defensive player of the year. And then you add in Iguodala, who's an all-star, has a gold medal, and he's a finals MVP. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, and then on top of all of that, you add that they're going to sign Andrew Bogut. Yes, that too. And they're getting one of their old players back who helped them win the championship in 2015. Like, I mean, come on. They're a dream team. (laughs) It's too much. It's too much. It's like, oh, my God. If they don't win, that would be surprising, you know, just because of their how stacked they are, you know. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's it's stressful. It's just like, dang, like, this is like, I, I want to watch the playoffs. And then I'm like, I really don't because <laughs> I know what's about to happen. Um, but I mean, it's still be, it's, basketball is basketball. So, <laughs> yes, you know, there's still competition there and things will eventually change. You know, players will eventually want to leave. But for for right now, for this error, I guess you can call it. It seems like the Warriors are going to gonna take it again oh yeah and i think it's gonna go it's gonna go down in history like the other teams that you've mentioned it's Mm because what they're doing over there it's kind of like unheard of 
Yeah. You see all the turmoil that all the teams, all other 29 teams are kind of going through just to get in a position to try and beat this team. Mm -hmm. So whatever they're doing over there in Golden State, it's working. They're trying. And I'm, I won't. I wouldn't be surprised if they already have a plan for next season, just in case some people, some players leave and some players don't come back. And you know, they are ready. They are focused. I feel. And if they can win another championship, they're definitely going to go down in history. People are going to talk about them like these other franchises, which they deserve to do so if they win, of course. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of West Coast Mix and Bounce. Make sure to check back with us in another two weeks. It'll be right before playoffs is really locked in. So definitely excited to see what happens and talk more about that. Thank you guys. I am Bronna Marks and I'm here with Leslie Torres. And we'll see you guys next time.